Thank you for listening to Lawfully Ever After. I'm your host, Julie Potts. And please remember that this is not legal advice. This is meant to be informative and educational as you navigate one of the hardest times in your lives. Courts are reactive, right? Not proactive. While the the criminal system is obviously a, a, a penalty type of a system, although it's less and less, it's more rehabilitative, even in the criminal system, other than Danilo Cavacante here in Chester County, like he's screwed, he's getting punished, okay, but, but ultimately, in the family court system, in particular, it's not a, it's not a penal system, usually, what happens is what should happen, what, you know, it's reasonable, it's based on the facts, and, and not emotion. Yeah. Right. And that's the part that's hard is people are emotional. You should be emotional, but the courts and your lawyers should not be equally as emotional because then it's only enhancing and you have reasonable expectations. Right. I wonder if it is because most of your public exposure to the courts is through criminal law and order. Judge Judy's maybe a good example because those are kind of like petty things a lot of the time. I don't know. I feel like I should be <laughs> Judge Julie. Okay. Let's go. Judge Judy, you've had your time. Now it's my turn. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the drama, right? It's on TV. Right, right. right? I mean, and like, look, the judges, I mean, look, they'll give it to people. They'll they'll say, you were wrong. I got attorney's fees last week, like, a, a lot, which shows that the other side was really wrong. But the person wasn't punished right. by their children. They, they had a consequence, right? There's a difference between punishment and consequence, mm. right? So even in my house, there's no punishment because they're, they're humans. There's right. consequences to their actions, there is a judge here who will put people in jail in family court when they truly, truly deserve it. So it, are there times? Absolutely. The extreme exception to the rule. So typically they are here to think of like herding sheep. You're trying to get them in the right direction. The courts aren't here to be beating the sheep that's out and like not going in the right direction. Right. But the whole court's job is to like, look, I hear you and I hear you. And this is what I think is going to help move things in that right direction. Right. And then especially when kids are involved, they just want the kids to be safe and secure and whatever is best for them and whatever their situation is. Yeah. And and to the extent that they think that is based on a real experience. Right. Right. So, you know, parents who make things up because they think, no, that's not going to get you anywhere. It's and the courts can see through it and the courts can interview children and see through it in 30 seconds. Do you go under oath for these? Me? So only witnesses are okay. sworn in and children in Pennsylvania. I have only had experience here in, in Chester County and, and, a, and a PFA in Lancaster County. The only time I've ever had a child on the stand was actually at my request because I was defending a PFA and the child was making accusations. So it's the confrontation clause, right? You can't go and accuse your parent. It's not a custody case where the child is not making an accusation in the same sense. Typically, kids in custody cases are spoken to in camera, which means with the judge in the back. Mm -hmm. And they are typed down and... I only have been in the room once because the courts typically expect you to waive your presence because the kids will speak more freely without a judge, a court reporter, and two lawyers staring at them. But yeah, people in evidentiary hearing are under oath. Does anyone ever get in trouble for lying? It's funny. I was in court last week, not in evidentiary hearing, and my client wrote down, he's lying, it's perjury. And I was like, oh, it's not perjury. First of all, per perjury requires you to be under oath. Okay, he wasn't under oath. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I don't remember the elements of perjury except for it's it's not perjury. They'll get in trouble in that they lose credibility. If you can catch them, which I, I have, like they just lose their credibility. Right. Like, no, the, the DA's office is busy enough. They're right. not going to be processing everybody. <laughs> so they don't say, we're switching this case. Now we're in a perjury case. No. <laughs> no. No. There's probably cases where they've been charged in very extreme cases. Depending but what they're lying about. The, but the little fibbing that you probably deal with, they would just 
Yeah. Like you said, they just look stupid for lying. And that's where your lawyer's job is to, to know how to cross-examine and prove that if that is something to prove. But people come to court trying to prove their point, and they sometimes are get caught bolstering their point, and that's not going to help them. But there's no, you can't handle the truth. Although I was getting a little heated last week cross-examining this guy, and the judge literally put his hand up and like pushed it down, like, like basically calm down, Julie. <laughs> like, yeah. So there's a couple of heated moments, and I kind of giggled. For the most part, it is... This is what you say. This is what happened. This is what she said. Truth is somewhere in the middle. And even though I try to be like without the blinders and I try to keep the emotion out of it, like I believe my cases. Well, if they're swearing that they're telling you the truth, you kind of have to, right? So it's funny. My kids have said to me, you win all your cases. I'm like, I just know which ones to fight. That's that's the key. The key is not that I'm the best lawyer in the world. The key is that I know the battles to fight, and that is the biggest key. That's the trick to being a good lawyer. The trick to being a good lawyer is to know which battles to fight, and then you win more often than not because you're fighting the right battles. And, and then people are paying you to win. And, and then you settle the right. things that you need to settle. Right. And that's that's a good lawyer. A good lawyer is knowing what to fight. Yeah. And if you're fighting everything, then that's a problem because, yeah. again, it goes back to the lawyer's bank account. If I win, it doesn't mean I win and I get every single thing I want. It means my client prevailed more than the other side. Right. Because there's really, like I said, there's really no winning or losing, especially in custody court. Or yeah. in, in division of assets. Well, are you fighting over $5,000? Oh, my God. Why? For what? Well, like, what was your favorite thing that you had to, that people were fighting over? Oh, my God. <laughs> I could bang <laughs> my head on the microphone. I've heard this story. The Gatorade squeeze bottle. Whoops. <laughs> like, Gatorade. The, like the free one that's like, like green with the orange top, yep, right? And the one I take to the gym every morning. <laughs> and I think about it. And I'm like, oh, God, really? We're fighting? And I remember saying, you mean the one my kid gets with like football? Like, are you getting like, it? in the gift bag? <laughs> <laughs> and and the saddest one that they were fighting over was the ashes of a stillborn child. Oh. And I was like, oh, God, are we really going to split those up? Like, come right, on, people. This right. is a human. Right. But, yeah, the silliest was definitely the Gatorade squeeze bottle. They double down. And if you find yourself doubling down, you're probably wrong. Okay? If you're doubling down over a Gatorade squeeze bottle, then you're probably wrong. But, oh. yeah, you, you really can't make some of this up. I felt like going, I have like 100. And I lose 100 every year. I, I, get, I have 100 and I lose 100. I don't know where the hell those things go. I'll give you one. I'll give you a Gatorade squeeze yeah. bottle. Oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. So fight your battles. Yeah. That's not worth spending any money on. Definitely not. No. There should be never a penny spent on a Gatorade squeeze bottle. Typically any <laughs> personal property, which is also cats and dogs, people. Okay. So I've had people come in, but my dog, my dog, my dog. And I'm like, your dog is like a couch. Okay. We're not, we're not doing custody of a dog. Can you do it? Sure. But that's not the priority. So like personal property arbitrate it don't pay your lawyer to fight over the couch because the couch's value is not what you paid at crate and barrel the couch's value is what you can sell at the yard sale so when people start getting into personal property i'm like you're not paying my hourly rate right to fight over this go to an arbitrator make the decision move on i've actually litigated a dog case where it was in the property settlement really yeah okay yeah we'll talk about that next time that was that was fun and it was in front of a judge who was not the most dog friendly we'll say (laughs) not an animal we won we won because it says it in the agreement but yeah dogs and cats are our property they are not custody they're not children actually i've litigated a couple dogs now that we're talking about it you can say in your agreement like i get the dog one week and you get the dog one week and then this is how we're going to handle the vet bills you can do that but it's under the divorce decree and under the divorce agreement, it's not a custody order. Right. But you can enforce it, which is yeah, what I've done. Okay, I've had a couple that we have enforced it. It's a, not an uncommon. And it's not to say I have two dogs and a cat. Mostly love my cat right now because oh, the dog's spooky. Oh, spooky. Because the dog's, if I'm walking down the steps at 
5.50, they're ready to... Anyway, but I do love my dogs. So I get it. I love my pets as much as, as, as the next person. But they're still a piece of property. So well, I, I feel guilty every time I'm on social media and they're like the farmer's dog or whatever it is. And they're like, could you imagine eating dry kibble every morning? And I'm like, oh, poor things. And then I'm like... I don't have time to think about oh, all of that. Come on, my kid ate red velvet cake for dinner last they don't night. Know. Okay, yeah, pets don't know. So it is a good industry, and they're important. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. we got to talk about the Halloween party. Halloween party. Oh, I know. I need to I, text everyone. Uh, I think you do. Anyway, so Emily's going to be hosting the Halloween party this year. I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Agreed to it. We'll talk about Halloween. Oh, we'll talk about the, the holidays because I hate Halloween. Uh, I hate Halloween in a custody order. We'll go. We'll leave it uh, on that. That's yeah. a good. This is a good time of year to be talking yeah. about holidays. Pets and holidays. We'll come to that. All soon. right. All Sounds right. good. And Steve needs to join us. Steve will. We'll get him in here. Yeah. And people can hear how horrible it is to be married to me. <laughs> I don't think he's going to say that. <laughs> he would not. He would not. But um, that's right. All right. Thanks, Em. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.